Believe it or not, it's a town called Flin Flon, exactly in the middle of Canada. Flin Flon is built on solid rock, and one of the first things we noticed were the boxed-in sewer pipes. Of ground, we'd never seen anything like it before. Aloha, good-looking people. Rafael Saray, Bay Bay with you here for the Sewer Box Office Podcast, Flin Flon's only arts-based internet talk show and the number one podcast in the universe, according to my mom. Great guests lined up for today. Soul Man Johnny B, former Flin Flon's handsomest man, John Becker, joins us to talk about uh, his life growing up in Flin Flon, coming back to town and being on stage and throwing it down. Yes, the man with the powerhouse pipes from bands like Moonbath, Big Shaker, The Antisocials, and of course his star-making turn as Jean Valjean in Les Mis. Talk about his performances in Greece and what is on the horizon. Uh, We'll make squeeze a couple parts out of this one. It's a great chat with uh, the franchise. John Becker joins us on the Sewer Box Office Podcast. Sound for for like uh, Harlequin at the Wiscana. Yeah. Oh, I'm recording all of this. Yes. Wonderful. This is this is all the preamble. This is this is to break the ice. Yeah. we know. Yes, right. So you're stealing some stuff and you broke all this ice. All right. We'll just keep tabs on this as we go on here. All right, so are you Flin Flon born and or raised? I am Flin Flon oh, born and raised. Holy moly. One of the few who we've one of, chatted yeah, here. Yeah, that's, that's the funny thing, Hayes. You guys have had very few guests that are actually born and raised. Sure. Or, yes. I guess, people that have yes. been, uh, or came because they were dating someone. Yeah, from Flin yeah, Flin or, yeah. Right. The or the, onta- the Ontario <laughs> government said they had to come <laughs> yeah. in a lot of cases. <laughs> the Rotary Exchange yeah. bringing people <laughs> <Yes>. in. <laughs> There's now there's a there's a Swedish Noel Drimmy twiddling yeah. <laughs> above downtown uh. Stockholm. So were you was is your family sort of musical and artsy or? Well, my mom did go to um, art school and she she took a fine arts course. So she's quite a, quite a talented illustrator. She hasn't done it in many years, but that, I picked that up from her. But the music is beyond me because I'm the only person who can play an instrument in my family, and I don't know. Hashtag humble brag. I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it it I mean it just happened. When my aunts were younger, they took uh, piano lessons, but I don't think it was ever like anything serious. Oh, you yeah, know, everybody took piano lessons. Everyone took piano lessons. What? Yeah, exactly. Whether you you were you, good at it or yeah, what to, or yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just came upon me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you were you were kind of like a drawing sculpting kid, weren't you? I was yes. very much so. Yes, actually, uh, one of the things that that uh, always stood out. My family talks about it all the time, is that when I was uh, a sculptor, sculpting <laughs> things. Yes, I used tin foil. I used tin. That's your medium. <laughs> that was my medium. Sure. Yeah, it was tin foil. So yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> My parents really didn't have to buy me toys, ah. so I, because I, I would just use tin foil. They, there was always two rolls of tin foil in the drawer. There was one for my mom to use for her baking and whatnot, and then there was one for me to make my sculptures and creations. It's always disappearing. Always disappearing. Just where's my tin foil? Scarlet does the same little. Yeah, things. Yeah. Uh, and one year, I remember my aunt got me a giant Costco-sized roll oh of tinfoil, and it was like the the good sturdy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, Holy. yeah. So that was, you know. So what a, did you sculpt? Uh, just really anything. Like if I saw like uh, a you know an action figure, it was like, oh, that guy looks cool. So I just like make you know you can't really color it or like you know add any details to it but i would just make the shape of the, the action figure and i'd just play with them just like regular toys so when you were uh, <laughs> yeah so baffled and just the massive cool. kirkland yeah. thing of, yeah of, of, yeah of, well maybe after this is done i'll do something oh, i'm sure it wouldn't boy. pick up very well on <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you an Sorry, example you, yeah throw it down yeah yeah because uh <laughs> the daughters saw like uh they have like she's got like a metal documentary oh and it's got like a thing on kiss and then she oh, got yeah. a class of scene and was like here is a mini kiss army <laughs> Here is Kiss. Yeah. We have a man you need to talk to. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway. So, <laughs> when you were, I guess, kid, maybe like, you know, tween, teen, was there like an arts band scene that you can recall? Well, back in my teen years, there was a, like, punk rock heavy metal teenage music scene like it was all the kids that were still in high school and things like that and there was maybe oh gosh i want to year was this when did you graduate oh i graduated in 2006 so this would have been like 2004 2003 somewhere in there and there was maybe five or six different bands that you know maybe once every four months or so we'd rent the elks hall and put on a show yeah the Alks Hall and the Scouts Hall yeah all of that and we'd have Dave Gunn come and do sound for us you know yeah yeah, yeah, the one grown up in this sea of like 50 teenagers and yeah and it was all like punk rock and heavy metal bands and a lot of original music and things like that it was it was a lot of fun but it was yeah Dave Gunn was like the only adult there it was kind of unsafe actually you know know, kids yeah well I mean that kids like slam dancing and moshing and stuff and it's just like you know there's no adults attending attending he was sleeping with his glasses over his head yeah exactly yeah so this will be like Metallica and like Green Day is what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, stuff like that and like you know uh, Pennywise, and, oh. yeah, you know like kind of harder punk rock things like that. And yeah, I, I was a part of a couple of those bands as well, and that's kind of where the whole music thing started was in that era. So did you? Are you self-taught in essence? Yes, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> well, how it went was. Uh, my friends were getting together and like, man, we should be in a band, and like you know, because that's like the that's cool thing do, to do. Yeah. That's what you do. You're yeah. an angsty teenager. You want to go play some sad punk rock music or something. 
So I was like, well, yeah, I'll just go buy a drum set. I've never played drums before, and I just went and bought a drum set and sat down and started playing drums. And that's how it went. It was just like, okay, I guess I can just do this now. So we're going to play music. You're the drummer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And bass, did that come later? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I went to college, I was like, well, I can't take my drum kit with me to an apartment. So Mm. I'm going to buy a guitar. So I went to Dave's and I was like, hey, Dave, how much is this one? He's like, it's uh, it's 180 bucks cash or something like that. I'm like, sure, sold. And I just took that with me and I just started to learn how to play guitar just because... Did you pick bass, or is that was just the one well, you pointed at? Well, yeah. Bass was thrust upon it, I, I bought, bought an acoustic guitar, oh, okay. and then when I moved back from college, um, uh, once again, a couple of friends of mine were like, hey, we need a bassist. I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll go buy a bass, and we'll, I'll start playing bass for you guys. <laughs> and that's how it all happened. It was just like, I'll just go buy an instrument and learn how to play it. <laughs> so, okay, so in the midst there, you went to college. This yes. Was in, the, in the big city? Yes, in Winnipeg. I went to, to So this college. was like Red River? Yeah, it was okay. Red River College. I went to, a, it, at the time, it was called DMT. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, they changed the name because it's drug-related now. But, uh, it's Digital Multimedia Technology, and I believe now it's Digital Multimedia Design and Technology, maybe. And it was just like uh, web coding and film and audio and 3D animation and fine arts all in one. Ooh. So it was like, yeah, the the... I don't know what we what you, the Kirkland brand, you know, like here's everything in one package. Co-op gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's everything that you need. The Doctor Skipper. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it was just it, it, every class was something different, and I really enjoyed that. It was a little bit frantic at times because, like, every class was something different. But I mean, it, it had that audio, video, and it also had 3D animation. I was like, sold. I'm there. Web coding. I was like, eh. You know, it's like learning another language. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of boring. So did you guys make your own, like, Pixar-type thing? Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and actually, a couple of my friends that I went to college with, a couple of them from here went to that course as well because I was like, hey, this is what I'm taking. You guys should go take it. And they still live in Winnipeg, and they work on films and stuff like that. But not me. I came, I came, I came back I here. I played bass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Did, did you get into music in Winnipeg or you know what uh I really wanted to but I mean at the time I was really just a drummer right and I didn't couldn't afford a kit because I'm in college and I didn't have any place to store it and I wasn't in the music scene in Winnipeg of course I went and saw a lot of shows and things like that because it's readily available right you can just go buy a ticket for anything that you want to see and away you go so I saw a lot of, of shows and some divey bars and you know scary places and things like that but I've been to a lot of same places yeah 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 <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I tried to catch as many shows as I could, but I wasn't a part of the scene in Winnipeg whatsoever. As, can you, as can you remember some of the, the acts that you saw back oh, in the day? I saw one of my favorite acts of all time is Guar. And oh, I wow, saw, yes. I saw Guar three Where times there. Oh, probably it was at like one. on Main Street. It used to be a theater yeah. or something. Yeah. The, um, the Garrick Center. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I saw them twice, I twice there and then once at the Pyramid. Ooh, and pyramid. yeah, the pyramid's kind of a sketchy little place too. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I saw them three times. Uh, I saw Bad Religion, uh, just like a lot of angry music. <laughs> I saw Metallica; they were great. Uh, who else did I see? Gosh, uh, the Cancer Bats. They're a, they're a hardcore punk rock band, and we saw them 
I can't remember the name of the place, but it was literally a movie theater by day and uh, like... Uh, the park. Per- the park. Yes. That's yeah, it. Yeah. The park. Yeah. Because I remember walking in the lobby and being yeah. like, here's your popcorn. Yeah. Go see the cancer the bats. Steep thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so the, ca- the Cancer Bats and the Black Lungs there. It's, yeah, very happy-sounding oh, yeah. names, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to hell just hearing these names, <laughs> not even the music of anything. Yeah. So did you, you got, like, a degree in everything? I did, yeah. Okay. I got. I actually got two. I got Ooh. one uh, from DMT, Digital Multimedia Technology, for completing the course, and then I majored in 3D animation. So I have two, two degrees in... Graphic design and 3D animation. So. so did you try and get work in Winnipeg? Was that the idea? Like, I, I will never come to Flynn again. Yeah, I did try. <laughs> I mean, to be completely truthful, I didn't try that hard. <laughs> but I did try. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things you see the memes on the internet all the time now. It's just like, you need three years of experience to work here. It's like, well, how do I get that experience? It's, without working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need three years. It's like, I can't, I can't get those three years without working here. I'm sick of ramen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't try super hard, but I did try to get a job in the design industry in Winnipeg. And then after a while, I just moved back here. And then I landed a job at the Reminder doing graphic design. So that's that was my graphic design yeah, career right there. Yeah, I have a but degree. You got to use it. Yeah, I did get yeah. to use. I got to use it for oh god, five years, I think. So yeah, well, that was it was worth right. it. Yeah, it was worth it. I enjoyed it. I got a history degree that yeah. <laughs> allows me to be a history teacher if I wanted to. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I did not like to. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, in my free time, I still do, still do lots of graphic design, and I do uh, freelance graphic design and things like that for people who just want logos or small things designed, posters, things like that. I did a lot of that when I graduated from college. Like it was all just freelance work. It was. I mean, it's nice to have on the resume, but it's yeah. just like, yeah, I don't really have a job. <laughs> I get paid like a hundred bucks here and there. there kind of, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Graduated from tinfoil. Though. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. So I got wait. my masters in tinfoil. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> right. Right. Norvis Yes. Oh, there you go. Uh, works. <laughs> yeah. Have them be like like landscape and other focus, like a John Becker, Monique Rainville like <laughs> yeah. mashups of some kind. Tinfoil and paint. So when you came back, was there uh some of your friends who had been stayed here or was there like a new crop of people uh no it was it was all the same friends that were doing the same stuff i mean you... <laughs> okay so speaking of which so in the midst of all oh. this you decided to have some sort of family of some kind yes or was this before or after or? this this was during okay moon bath it was still during moon bath uh so 2014 was my first child emily and that was right near kind of right near the end of moon bath and then after that well, that was, oh God, I'm trying to think of the timelines here. When, so Les Mis was 2015, right? 2015, 2016. Four years ago, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. about that, almost four years now. And I remember starting rehearsals in like late 2014. Emily had just been, Emily was born in May, and then rehearsals started in like December. Like we rehearsed for like almost eight months or something like that for Les Mis. Like it was crazy. But uh, yeah, so Moonbath ended and then shortly thereafter Les Mis started rehearsals. So. <laughs> and destroyed everyone's life, took over <laughs> yeah, everyone's life yeah. nonstop. Yeah, it was, that was, it, it was a crazy time because 
I mean, the story behind that is, uh, I think Brent told it at like one of the Beatles shows just recently, that I was working at The Reminder, and he just, I don't know where he got the idea, but he was like, hey, I'm going to go ask that John Betger guy, see if he wants to come play, play bass with us. And then he just approached me and was like, hey, you want to come play bass? And I was like, oh my god, it's Brent Lethbridge <laughs> asking me to play Local bass. Local music superstar. Yeah, like, what? Okay, sure. Like, why, why does he want me? And then uh, we're in a group, uh, band on the run. It was with. It was my first time ever working with CC. My first time working with uh, Eric Bergman and Mark. It was just like this dream team band. And I was like, Why did they want me? Why did they pick me? I'm gonna make an ass of myself doing this. But uh, no, it was it was a pretty amazing experience. And then after that, uh, it was during one rehearsal. Mark heard me sing, like, one verse, like, one line. And he was kind of sitting around this corner in the Lethbridge's house, kind of where the dinner table was. And he was plunking away on the keyboard, and he heard me sing just briefly. And then he kind of poked his head out from around the corner slowly and looked and, like, who is that guy? And then after that, he was like, hey, you should audition for Les Mis. We're holding auditions right now, and they're open, so you should go or come sing. And was, he's like, check out these songs and you should try and le learn them in like an hour yeah, or something yeah. Opera yeah exactly it's like okay i'll try and learn something and then yeah um went to the audition and that's the first time i met Anne. and yeah it, it was like they just i think i sang uh not who am i natural woman i believe well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i sang natural woman that's yeah that's right I did. I forgot about that. So when I showed up, they're like, "Hey, can Research. you?" Yeah, it's like, "Hey, can you sing?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And then Mark's like, "What song?" I was like, "Do you want? Can you do Natural Woman?" And of course, Mark was like, "Yeah, let, yeah, let me, yeah, the lexicon, let's whip that out." Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, I sang that to just, I guess, so they could know that I could sing a little bit or something. And then they're like, "Here, try this one." It wasn't "Who Am I?" I think it was Jean Valjean's. What's the like kind of in the prelude when he's just like uh, tears up his number and leaves. Two, four, six, so yeah, it's kind of that those. that that business. And they had me sing that, and I think Anne just wanted to, to gauge what my register was, like how high I could sing, because Jean Valjean is a pretty, it's up there. And <laughs> yeah, she's just, I think she was just looking for someone who could sing up high like that. So I did the song, and then God, I can't remember how long it took. To, felt like forever for them to call back and be like, hey, we'd like to offer you the role of Jean. It was Crystal. She's like, we'd like to offer you the role of Jean Valjean. I'm like, really? You want to do that? <laughs> you, have you done acting or theater or anything? Never. No. no. Nothing like that. So it was my first time. I mean, I always had a passion for it. I always really... Well, I, I, th that's kind of a lie, I guess. Uh, in college, we had to do acting and stuff like that for, like, you know, student films. Oh, okay. So we did some acting and writing and things like that for for that, but it wasn't really anything super deep because you're more focused on the video editing and the audio part compared to actually writing and acting. So that was really the only time that I did it, and that was very little. And then, yeah, after that, it was, like, full-blown, like, diving headfirst into Les Mis. So... Yikes. So doing 30 to 40 opera songs, how was that? Because did you, did you sing a lot of Zeppelin? Like, did that help? Or, like, yeah. did, did your rock training help? 
Because I remember I, I, I hadn't seen you, and I was like, oh, he's obviously Juilliard trained for seven years, and we just brought in a ringer. Yeah. Like, nope, just in rock bands. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think doing all the work that we did in Moonbath, like, we knew, God, 150 different songs. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we... and pretty much able to whip out any song at any given moment. But uh, doing the Hooter and things like that, it is like a marathon. You're singing for four hours a night, and it's it, and it is all rock and roll. So it's loud, and you know some of it's screechy and things like that. So I would say, yeah, that helped. But during the course of Les Mis, just being in Les Mis and singing that many songs, like my vocals just got that much stronger just from practicing and being there all the time because i don't know we were going like near the end it was like five six days a week of just three four hour rehearsals of non-stop singing because the whole show is just singing it's one right? big song it's yeah. just one big song right after the other you know it just keeps going and i'm pretty much in every scene singing at least one or two lines if not the whole song so it helped really strengthen my vocals for that that role so. where did you discover you had like kind of a high vocal range oh god um, well, I think it really started, I, I remember years and years ago, I think it was maybe before Moonbath or just before Moonbath had started. We were jamming in a garage with a few friends and one of them started playing a uh, whole lot of love. Oh, yeah. And then like, I just took the mic and started yeah. singing and he, you know, he's got that really high singing. It just like happened. It just happened. And it was just like, well, oh, I guess I can do that now. <laughs> you know, like it was one of those weird things where it just, it just happened. And then it was just kind of like this rediscovery of like, oh, how far can I push this and how high can I go? I mean, I can't sing that high, but <laughs> it's, it's still impressive. Wow. I'm up there. I'm up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess a Les Mis was a sort of artistically very fulfilling. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I I have very very fond memories of Les Mis and the time that we spent doing that. I mean, you were in it I as was, well. Was you there, were there. You running around. Susan, you were revolution. you were doing yeah, makeup. We have your doll. We have tufts of your beard everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we like, yeah, that I rat's nest. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Go to make another one. Yeah. Every now and then, I find it when I'm. Cleaning. It's I'm it, like, it's oh. like the Becker Merkin. Yeah. It's like it's not called the Becker. It's a Becker. It's yeah. a flint flon Merkin. Uh, yeah, oh, that's that's awesome. But I mean, we've worked together lots over the the past. What is it? Two, three years now. Yeah. Just on those plays. I mean, we've spent a lot of time oh, doing sure. those things. It's a community. And, yeah, big time. Yeah, it's and then just everybody got sick towards the end. Oh god! <laughs> At the end of Greece, they're like in the middle of the show. I was like, "Don't barf! Don't barf! <laughs> don't like!" I was just like so sick. Like I had oh, to take wow. like a week off after that show was done. But I don't, I don't know what like went through. Apparently, the it, whole it, it, choir. It, one person has it. Yeah, and just everyone. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy. And you know what? Les Mids was the first show because like Kevin had like pneumonia yes, or something yeah. like maybe four days before the show and i remember being like oh god don't get pneumonia don't get sick <laughs> and for some reason i just i locked out completely didn't get sick once during lame is at all i remember crystal like came with like all these medicines and everything like, take these now it was like a giant bottle of cold effects and like just keep taking them you must not get sick. Or a septic spray yeah. by the yeah. drum. Just walking around like a hazmat suit. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping full of vitamin, what is that? 
beef. Yeah, yeah just eat shot yeah. steroids, yeah. worse tranquilizers, anything. Yeah. Keep him healthy. Because, yeah, because I was, because I had the, the pimp coat, because I was a pimp, so, like, let's, <laughs> right. let's yeah, put the yeah. sweaty guy yeah. in the extremely thick tweed <laughs> coat, and then yeah. I was just done. Uh, like, how physically... Were you just spent after after the shows? Is it just kind of like sleep now, please? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, the third. Well, did we do four shows or three shows? I think it was just three. We did. Uh, oh no! Fr- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But we did like a Thursday sort of fake dress yeah, rehearsal with that's people what it was, there. Right. Yeah. So technically, well, I mean, really, we probably did like twelve shows because yeah. the two weeks before then we yeah, were, we're running. Just doing the, runs. We yeah. were running the show every time, almost two times in a night, I think, and. Uh, on the third show was like, because we finished at what midnight on oh, that Saturday the, the, the show. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had the power outage, and then the lights got reset, and the guy was doing it on the fly. And then, yeah, uh, that Sunday because we had to be there for like nine a.m. or something like that because the show was at eleven One or something. Yeah, yeah. had to be there super super early to get ready. So I was there at nine, like laying on the crash mat in the back, <laughs> like ugh. Dying, but you know what? Honestly, during those shows, I was just riding like so high from just the the, the vibe. yeah the vibe and the adrenaline from from just being you know on stage in front of that many people every night and and it, it I mean my energy wasn't like completely sapped by the end of every night, but it it was tiring. There was a lot of work involved. <laughs> I, 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 I hope so. Yeah, no, yeah. just doing a lot of blow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. That'll be part one of our epic chat with John Becker. So in our next go around, we'll talk about all Johnny's social club stuff, talk about his dance choreography and all the stuff that he had to do for Greece and into uh, Big Shaker and what is on the horizon for one of the best voices in our community. So keep an eye out for part two of that. Maybe we'll have other ones. Maybe it'll be next week. You got to keep on listening to find out. We've got uh, great stuff in the archives. If you're new to the show, everybody from Jennifer Hansen, Susan Lethbridge, Brent Lethbridge, Cece Trubiak, Craig Bancroft, Mark and Crystal Colt, Alain Lachapelle. It continues. All the people you see out and about have been very generous with their time to sit down with us. Also, if you would like to find out more about Manitoba wrestling history, as I know you all would, my other podcast is the Slamatoba Wrestling Podcast. You can just Google that and punch it up and find out everything that happened from the 1930s in Manitoba right up into today. Because sure, why not? We've got podcast platforms. Might as well talk about the stuff we like and the stuff we know. So we'll keep an eye out on social media. Remember, like, share, email, our links everywhere so we get as many people as we can possibly so we can spread the word about the amazing community that we have artistically here in Flim Flon, as well as portions of Creighton and Daenerra Beach. In the meantime and in between time, I'm Raphael Saray saying good night and good podcasting.